From Audio Boom comes Covert, a new podcast that delves into the murky world of spies, soldiers, and top secret military operations. I'm Jamie Rennell, and together we'll discover the real stories of history's greatest classified missions, told by the operatives, soldiers, and journalists who experienced it firsthand. Follow Covert on Spotify or subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorite shows. Five, four, three, two, one. Cue music. This is Movies First with Alex First and Chris Coleman. A lot of movies coming out on Boxing Day. If you're a listener to our podcast, you'll be aware of many of them. But you may think, hang on, they've missed one. Well, we're going to fix that today. This is a movie that uh, stars a man who has been in a couple of Spider-Man films. Uh, He has been in some serious acting as well. The series, the miniseries based around the uh, the 22nd of November 1963, the day JFK died. Uh, And many other things. It also features the man who has become, I think, one of the most wide-ranging actors in Hollywood in recent years. I'm talking about James Franco and Brian Cranston. The movie is called Why Him? And it's a question that I almost ask with semi-regularity when we do some of these podcasts. Hello, Alex, first. Well, hang on. I I ask this of you regularly. Why couldn't your name be Pete? Because then if it was Pete, it could have an apostrophe after the E before the S. I just want to know why why you changed your second name, if your second name is actually first. There we go. Quite right. So... For those people who don't know what the hell we're talking about, don't worry about it. Yeah, exactly. Just just listen back to the hundred odd episodes, and you'll get you'll get the drift. Look, why him is politically incorrect, so that means that I'm going to enjoy part of it at least, because we have just gone far too far with political correctness, have we not, Chris? Well, comedy has really suffered at the hands of political correctness, and I I, I think back to the eighties. You know, the, like for example, Beverly Hills Cop. Mm-hmm. And I, I picked that as as one of the as one of the, for mine one of the funniest comedies of the 1980s. I remember literally laughing mm-hmm. to the point where I fell off my chair in the cinema when I saw yeah, Beverly but, Hills Cop the first go time. Back we can go back further. Benny Hill was very funny. It, it wasn't. I mean, now, oh, gee, you couldn't get away with that. You can't get away with big bosomed ladies and and you know the the, the smarter sides. You can't do that today. Now. You know, you can't even mention gollywogs. I mean, this is ridiculous. Go and sit yourself in the corner for doing that, by the way. Yeah, thank you. I just, you know, I mean, we were maybe we were brought up in a more innocent time, brought up rather than brought up. We were brought up in a more innocent time. Also, I understand if somebody is offended, then for me to have said what I've said is offensive, and I, I'm not meaning to be offensive. But, gee whiz, I mean, it's almost like, okay, if you are of a certain religion, you can make fun of that religion because you happen to be of the, that particular denomination. But if you're not and you dare say something, you're suddenly being religious. <laughs> That's not a word. Or you're being racist or whatever it may be. So just you know, get over it. This is politically incorrect. It, it was designed to be. Yeah. It is deliberately crass with many orchestrated awkward scenes. And it's a comedy for the festive season. Think Meet the Parents crossed with Bad Santa. Please tell me, Alex, let's, let's, let's get right up front with this. Mm-hmm. Please tell me that this is actually 
legitimately laugh out loud funny? Well, I, I did. I laughed quite a bit, as did my wife. And let me tell you a little bit about the story, and then we'll get on to what we thought about it. The owner of a mid-sized printing business in Grands Rapid, Michigan, Ned, played by Brian Cranston, is genial. He's outgoing, adored by his employees and his friends and close-knit family. The latter consists of wife, Barb, Megan Mullally, a 22-year-old daughter, Stephanie, Zoe Deutsch, and their son, Scotty, aged 15, played by Griffin Gluck. But life becomes a little bit more complicated for the big cheese, as Ned is known, during his 55th birthday party. When Stephanie, the daughter, joins the event via Skype to send well wishes to her dad from her Stanford dorm room. The Flemings and their party guests are rather surprised by an unexpected and naked introduction to her new boyfriend, or at least a part of him. Distraught <laughs> over the fact that, yes, you can just imagine, right? <laughs> the Skype comes on and there he is in all his glory. Distraught over the fact that Stephanie has uncharacteristically been hiding something from him, Ned begrudgingly agrees to travel with the family to spend the Christmas holes in California, and thereby he gets to meet his daughter's first serious boyfriend. Expecting an unassuming college student, Ned discovers that Laird Mayhew, James Franco, is actually a heavily tattooed, wildly inappropriate Silicon Valley tech magnate whose culture is completely foreign to him. Everything about Laird's world, his wacky, unfiltered nature, his sprawling smart home and his disturbingly paperless existence, and you'll get what I mean if you see this movie, conflicts with Ned's pragmatic meat and potatoes perspective on life. Despite Laird's repeated attempts to make the Flemings feel at ease during their stay at his Palo Alto estate, Ned only becomes increasingly concerned. He wants out. He'd like to ensure his daughter rids herself of the relationship he has, or she has, with this flaky guy from hell. So why him puts a fresh spin on the anxiety-inducing tradition of introducing one significant other to the family. The co-writer and director is John Hamburg, the comic force behind the likes of I Love You Man, Meet the Parents, Meet the Fockers, Zoolander, and Along Came Polly. So he has quite a history in this genre. Working with co-screenwriter Ian Helfer, Hamburg has crafted an at times hilarious, heartfelt script that captures the challenging transition parents face as they witness their children creating lives and relationships of their own. And Hamburg says to him there's nothing funnier than the awkwardness of real life, which is obviously ratcheted up more than a few notches. This one also stars Cedric the Entertainer as Ned's best friend and work colleague Lou Dunn and Keegan-Michael Key as Laird's manservant Gustav. The script has been designed to be over the top, so don't say you haven't been warned. Why him, by the way, milks Inspector Clouseau being surprised by Cato? Remember that in the... Oh, that's brilliant, yes. Mm, Right, so this kicks it up a notch. In this case, it's the mega-millionaire games entrepreneur having to contend with Gustav. So you combine this sweet, well-natured daughter with a heavily tattooed man-child 
that struggles to interact appropriately with a conservative, wholesome family man and you have the makings of comedy. Some will no doubt say you get the bleeding obvious and at best that's manufactured laughs that are not all that funny. But as I said, my wife and I certainly were not embarrassed to laugh aloud on occasions. Rude, crude and comedic seem to go hand in glove when attempting to tickle the funny bone in this era. I really do get why some are critical of that mix, because you can say filmmakers are taking the easiest road that has only lowest common denominator appeal. And largely they'd be correct, but clearly there's still an audience for such material. Let's be honest, it's not surprising to see Jonah Hill's name on the story credits. But I actually happen to think that Cranston, Franco and Deutsch combine well making the most of what they have to work with. And Ned's wife is certainly happy to play along. Megan Mullally makes quite an impression as Barb. And I don't for a moment suggest their performances make this a high-grade comedy. Far from it. But please, folks, lighten up before you're ready to denounce a film titled Why Him? Some people are going to enjoy it and get a laugh or two or more than that out of this movie. It's rated... MA and it runs for 111 minutes. Movies first, reviews, previews and more with Alex First and Chris Coleman. I'm not going to ask for a score yet. Okay. Uh, we started this 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 conversation today by by almost lamenting the state of comedy mm-hmm. in movies. Now, I I uh, while you've been reviewing this, I I've just punched in Comedy movies, 2016. Best comedies of 2016. Mm-hmm. I think we are in a massive drought for, for good comedy. Mm-hmm. Here now, now this is this is just this is not uh, apropos of uh, any particular list. This is from uh, vertisacine.com. <clears throat> so it's randomly chosen, but it's a, it's a list of comedy movies, the best comedies of 2016 so far. You ready? Yes, I am. Right Along 2, which I know is one of your worst no, uh, ten yeah. movies of 2016. Okay, yes. Dirty yes. Grandpa, which I think is also one of your worst ten movies of 2016. Yes. Hail Caesar, which was uh, ordinary at best. Mm-hmm. Zoolander 2, which was much, no. was much hyped, but dot, dot, dot. Uh, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot, which was clever, but I don't think was, was laugh-out-loud funny beyond a couple of scenes, and for mine would more have been a drama comedy than a comedy yeah, drama. Yeah, yeah. I, I did. I, I thought Whiskey Tango Foxtrot was pretty good, but it's not a straight comedy. That's yeah, it's, sure. it's, it's a comedy. It's, it's a drama comedy. It's, it's more a mm. drama than a yeah, comedy yeah. for mine. Uh, the Brothers Grimsby. Mm, yeah, okay. Yeah. Everybody Wants Some. This is, just, this is just a chronological list of, of comedies from 2016. I'll speed mm-hmm. up. Barbershop, The Next Cut. Uh, Keanu, Neighbours 2 or Bad Neighbours 2, depending on which territory you're in. Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates, which was awful. Masterminds, Bad Santa 2. Uh, yeah, but hang on. You, 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 uh, without going through the entire list, you've missed out two very good movies that were comedic in the year 2016. Mm. One which really... well. One which really stands out, or two that really stand out, for different reasons. One of them was Deadpool, which I thought was very funny, and the other one was Zootopia. Now, Deadpool, is Deadpool a comedy, a pure comedy, or is it an action comedy or a drama no, comedy? No, it's, it's an action comedy. Right, okay. This, Zootopia this... is an animated comedy. An animated comedy. Now, look, I, I've got to confess, I, ha- I still haven't caught Zootopia, so perhaps that's something to go at. But you can't sit here and say 
and Sing, which you, which comes out on Boxing Day, is is another good comedy animated. Yeah, is is it a pure comedy or is it? Well, no. I mean, yeah. well, the, okay, the, so... this is this is what I'm saying, Alex. We are in a drought. We are in a monster drought of you... good comedy. You can't just think. Well, okay. Well, what was you... the last? What was? In, in all honesty, and I'm going to put this to you. I'll put this to you as a question without notice. Now, what is the most recent? Pure, out and out, laugh out loud, funny comedy you've seen. Well, okay, I, I suppose that you know, Meet the Fockers and movies of that nature would probably fit that bill. And how old's Meet but, the Fockers? Oh, it's quite a number of years old. I'm not saying that it isn't, but I, I, I mean, this is a the, the thing that I was going to mention here is comedy. I reckon it is the hardest medium to get right because to me, comedic romance. I mean. That that's a really great genre in and of itself. When Harry Met Sally, mm-hmm. right? Movies like that, that that's my favourite of all time and we're talking about a long, long time ago. But, I mean, you know, Meet the Fockers, all right, was 2004 yeah. and I'm sure that there's been movies that have been made since that that are really, really great comedies. If I, if I now Google greatest comedies of all time, the greatest <laughs> comedy movies of all time. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, it, it's, it's a – because m- the problem with comedy is it's not necessarily sustained good. There are comedic moments in most things, but, you know, okay, time out. There you go. In January, produced the greatest comedy, the 100 best comedies, comedy movies. Now, yeah. okay, this, this was – Okay, we're, we're, I'm going to go down to – they're doing it 10 at a time. Okay, the top 10. All right. Now, I don't necessarily agree with this at all. No, no absolutely. This is someone else's right, list. But, I, and and I've, I've got another list here that I'll, that I'll go to in a moment. So so you go through what you've got and then I'll, right. I'll throw a few things at you. Borat at number 10. Borat? Yeah. Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yeah. Team America. Whitnale and I... They've got Team America as one of the the, the top ten comedies of all time. Yeah, exactly. The Jerk with Steve Martin, Groundhog Day, you know, the Bill Murray movie. Now, see, I could sit down and watch Groundhog Day right now. Wouldn't have a problem. Annie Hall. Yeah, okay. Monty Python's Life of Brian. Yeah, okay. Um, Airplane. Yeah, that was good. 1980. Yeah, I call it Flying High in Australia, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And then... This is Spinal Tap. Rob Reiner's, you know, Chris Chris Guest and Rob Reiner back in '84. Now that's not a movie that's to everyone's taste. I personally no, love it, but I, I also know people who can't stand it. Yeah. So I mean, it dep- it depends. And I mean, you know, so <laughs> what is right? It's like like my top ten list of the year, yeah. right? That's that's according to me. And you know, I've spoken to my fellow reviewers, and a lot of those movies are in there, but they're not necessarily in the same order. I mean, Shaun of the Dead, for example, comes to mind as being funny, but that that was not a straight comedy. It was, you know, a, a zombie movie. Yeah, right? oh, it, it was. It was. A, it was a comedy slash horror. It was. It was more yeah. comedy than horror. But okay, yeah. here you go. If you type in, if you type in great movies to Google, right, mm. and just go from this. Here is here are the recommendations, and listen to the dates. Okay, this is the key. Yeah. I think this comes back to the point that I'm making, trying to make. <laughs> um, okay. Shaun of the Dead, 2004. Superbad, 2007. Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy, 2004. Clueless, 95. Airplane, or Flying High, 1980. Groundhog Day, 93. Borat, 2006. 
Zoolander 2001, The Big Lebowski 1998, Hot Fuzz 07, yeah. Annie Hall 77, The 40-Year-Old Virgin 05, Coming to America 88, Ghostbusters, the original, 84, Bridesmaids, 2011, Team America World Police, 2004, Spinal Tap, 84, Clerks, which if you haven't seen, by the way, again, not going to be to everyone's taste, but I thought it was absolutely side-splittingly funny, uh, well, 1994. Well, left out The Hangover. Hang on. Well, I, I, The Hangover hasn't turned up on my list. Is The Hangover on? Oh, the Hangover's coming up. There's something about okay. Mary, 98, Doctor Strangelove, or How I Learned to Blah, 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 1964, Caddyshack, 80, Animal House, 78, The Hangover, 09, Some Like It Hot, 59, Tropic Thunder, 08, American Pie, 99, Old School, 03. Right, so most of them are older films. I'm struggling to find... Well, there's there's The Other Guys, which I don't yeah. remember, but that was 2010. Yeah, yeah, I remember the other guys. Yes, I yeah. do. And it would okay. be it would be about the it and bridesmaids would be the only two in the last seven years. Yeah, on that the, list. the other guys was was uh, Will was 20, Ferrell and Mark. Yeah, it was Mark 20, it was twenty ten. Mm. So yeah. going from that list, going from that list, there has not been a great comedy. Going from Google, going from nothing else than Google, there has not been a great comedy in the past five years. Yeah, it's, As in a pure uh, comedy. Mm. I, de- I defy you, Mr. First, at oh, this God. point, to prove me wrong. Yeah, it's a pretty compelling argument that you you make. Uh, okay, all right. I, I'll, I'll take you up on it. Crazy, stupid love? Uh, well, that's bad. Yeah, no, this this is what I'm saying. I'm not after... Oh, and even that was 2011. Yeah, well, OK. Well, I mean, it's since 2010 <laughs> I've got there. Yeah, but I, it's still, that's still more than five years old. Yeah, it is. Five years old. So find me a great comedy, 2016, 15, 14, 13 or 12. Find me one. Uh, great comedy. So, so 2012 is acceptable, is it? If 2012 I can find... is that would be in the last five years. And you can find me something that was released after Boxing Day 2011. I'll oh, let you have right. that. Okay. Uh, well, one that comes to mind, and it's not going to be everybody's taste, but yeah. Ted, Ted, T E D. Yeah. That was pretty funny. I mean, it was crude. Yeah, true. Pretty... All right. I mean, and Ted and... was 2012. Right, you said that's acceptable. and it comes in. It comes in. At, I'm just digging. I'm look. I'm. I enjoyed. I enjoyed Ted. I don't know if I'd go as far as saying it was a great comedy, but I enjoyed it. Seven okay. out of ten on IMDb. So you okay. know, yeah. 20, 20, hang on, Twenty One Jump Street. That was pretty funny. Yeah. When was that? That was 2012. Okay. It was all right. We're, we're, we're starting. We're starting to sort of. You're starting to, uh, you know, move your goalposts. I dare say. Yeah, I, I would. Again, would you put it in the same? Okay, here's the question: Would you put it in the same league as Beverly Hills Cop? Would you put it in the same league as Good Morning Vietnam? Would you put either of those films in that league? That is what I would say. Is I'm just picking times no, here. Yeah. No, no, no. I, and, I would not. Yeah. I would so not. again, they're good comedies, but there's no great comedies. Okay, well, hang, hang on. Uh, I, I I'll give you a, a comedy that I really enjoyed. By the which way, is this, again... is, this is this is nominally a review of the movie Why Him. If you if you've <laughs> sort of lost track. Yes, there was the movie that came out in 2014. Are we getting closer now, sir? Uh, that I thought was very funny, mm. which was called Saint Vincent. 
Now, I don't remember St. Vincent, oh, so I obviously haven't seen St. Vincent. It starred right. Bill Murray. Yeah, it did. And it had right. Melissa so, McCarthy in it. Yeah, right. So, so have okay. a look at what people scored that. I can give you my score for it, what, but I thought that was very Your, your, your score was? Oh, okay. Hang on. I'm, I'm now... now <laughs> I, I didn't think you were going to cha- oh, take I, the I, I am, IMDB. Now, look, admittedly, this is from 77,139. Well, that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good list, is yeah, it not? That, that is a 7.3 out of 10. So, right. again, okay. yeah. well, out of curiosity, he says... Beverly, why don't you look up your score? Yeah, I gave it an eight. You gave it an eight, okay. I mean, that's a a very solid score for me. It is, it is, absolutely, absolutely. And we're only talking, you know, we're talking two years ago. We're not talking, you know, a long, long time ago. Interestingly, these movies, interestingly, Good Morning Vietnam and and Beverly Hills Cop, both both come in at a 7.3 out of 10. Okay, I'm going to give you... In IMDb. I'm going to give you a good comedy. Give me right? a good comedy. Good comedy from last year. I'll give you a couple of good comedies from last year, right? So, you know, this is great. <laughs> another another victory coming up. I can feel it. Trainwreck. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. It was a great movie last year. Did you see? Uh, I saw Trainwreck. Oh, that was very funny. Yeah. Come on. Uh... Okay, okay. What, what about Spy with with Melissa McCarthy? What about Inside Out, which was a, a an animated feature? Okay, Inside Out. Now, Inside Out is, as you, you, you now know, you've touched on a nerve here because I think Inside Out is one of the best movies ever made. I right. would... We're only talking a year ago. Do we accept defeat, Christopher? No, because I wouldn't say... In a, I would say Inside Out is, is, is a drama comedy, not a comedy comedy. Uh-huh. Okay, what about the nice guys earlier this year? <laughs> right, thank you. Enough, enough. I'm going to finish. This. Give you're us a score. score. You're <laughs> on the canvas. I, you're I am. I, I am perfectly willing. I'm, per- I'm perfectly willing to label a lot of these films as good comedies, but I just think uh, we're in a dearth of great uh, comedies. Folks, what do I do with him? Really? Why him gets a six out of ten? So it's not a great comedy. <laughs> It's, it's okay. I didn't say this was a great comedy. I said it was better than a lot of people will make out and better than a lot of fellow reviewers will say it is. And better, so, than, and better than a lot of other rubbish that's been out in the past few years as well. Yes, and it is, it is of course, a movie that is right here for the festive season. So ho, ho, ho and jolly, ma- jolly good man to you too. You've been listening to Movies First with Alex First and Chris Coleman. Subscribe to the full podcast at Audioboom, Stitcher and iTunes or your favourite podcast distributor. This has been another quality podcast production from Bytes.com. Welcome to Mafia, a new podcast telling stories of America's criminal underworld. Gotti assumed the position of head of the Gambino family. And using the name Donnie Brasco, I was able to infiltrate the uh, Bonanno uh, crime family in New York City. Bugsy Siegel is an American mob legend. One man changed the whole texture and landscape of crime in America. Listen to Mafia every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite shows.